infant massage instructor, Helen Thompson. Hello and welcome to First Time Mums Chat. Being a parent for the first time is challenging and changes your life in every way imaginable. To help ease your transition into parenthood, I aim to offer supportive, holistic approaches and insights for mums of babies aged four weeks to 10 months old. My goal is to assist you to become the most confident parent you can and smooth out the bumps along the way. This podcast is brought to you by My Baby Massage. So let's do this together. This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute medical advice. Please contact a medical practitioner if you are concerned or have any medical issues. As a first-time mum, you have so many things to think about. Finding childcare for your little bundle of joy can be a daunting task. So why not think about what your options are before the baby is born? It will be one less thing to think about. You may even be able to find a mother's help to assist you around the house until it is time to employ a full-time nanny or put your child into childcare. When your bundle of joy arrives home, you are more likely to be exhausted and overwhelmed and tired. And you know what? It may not be a good time to be thinking about all these things then. There will be a time when you may have to go back to work or you may just want to have a much needed break and you have no one to care for your little one. So check out the options about a month before you give birth. That way you have it covered and it is one less thing to think about. So in this podcast, I am going to share some valuable advice and tips that may help you decide which is better for you, a nanny or a childcare. So first of all, let's get started with some home truths. It's hard to part with your little one after you have cared for them for the last four to six months or whatever it may be. You need to go back to work to pay the mortgage, rent, and you want the best for your child. You may be wondering what options do I have and where do I begin? In this day and age with the COVID pandemic, that is a much more daunting task as you want to make sure that your child will be safe and also you want to make sure that your childcare centre or nanny follow the protocol of your government guidelines. To help make this decision easier, I have come up with some ways to assist you with this process. This includes what kind of care is out there, what to look out for when choosing a childcare centre, what to look out for when choosing a nanny, what kind of questions to ask a nanny and a childcare centre, what kind of things to ask the staff when choosing a childcare centre and what you want from a nanny and what your expectations are in a childcare centre or with a nanny etc. You may very well be thinking, this sounds too much, I'm exhausted and I cannot think straight. Well. I have made this simple by breaking it down so you can think of one thing at a time, so you can plan ahead of time, so when the time comes it is not that hard. Most of my experience and knowledge is from the governing rules of Australia, so if you are in another country please check what your governing rules are for the place you live in, as it may be slightly different. I have done some research on this but cannot guarantee that every country has the same rules. So let's get started. The first thing to do is determine what kind of childcare you want. There are a few different options out there. Here is a list of the main ones. 
family daycare, in-home care, nanny service or employing the nanny directly yourself, au pair, mother's help, long day care and occasional care. So let's start with a brief description and explain each one in more detail. Family day care is where you take the child to the carer's home and they usually only have four or five children at one time. This depends on the regulation of your country. You can also get a childcare rebate if they are registered with a government organisation. In-home care in Australia is run by a government organisation that finds the carers. The carers are responsible for their own tax etc. But the organisation provides an avenue for you to get a rebate and the carer comes to your home. It is mainly for people who are on shift work who may work early in the morning or late at night and need someone to care for the little ones. Au pair or mother's help. This is usually a student who is wanting some part-time work and wants to live in, but may not be qualified and they usually get paid board and lodging and have certain hours they work each week. They may also do a bit of lighthouse work. An au pair may be on a working holiday visa and only want short time work which may be an advantage if you plan to employ a nanny at a later stage or check out childcare centres at a later stage so you can leave them with the au pair while you check them out. This can they can also help you in the house and take care of the little one while you have a much needed rest or until you have the energy to employ a more permanent nanny as I said before. Long daycare. This is where you take your child to a centre where there are lots of other children and they usually have separate rooms for each age group. The staff are qualified with a childcare diploma or above. Your child is more likely to pick up illnesses and bugs as they have a bit of it and they but they also the advantage is they also have a social life with other children. Occasional care. This is similar to a childcare centre and family daycare but it focuses more on casual bookings and may only cater for certain age groups. The children are normally only there for a few hours at a time. And nanny, this is where you either advertise for a nanny by yourself or you go through a nanny agency. The nanny comes to your home and they're often prepared to do child-related jobs like cooking, meal preparation, folding children's clothes, and in some cases, they may also do a bit of light housework. Some advantages of a nanny include the child being in their own environment and they can build a bond with one carer and the nanny can work out a routine that suits you and your child and they can take them to outings and activities that you may have prepared for them while you're at work. Let's break this down a little bit further. Family daycare and long daycare centres and in some cases in-home care and occasional care are usually registered and the people working in these settings need to be qualified and they will no doubt have some kind of insurance. They will also be required to follow certain guidelines. For example, they need to have a philosophy which is a detailed description of what they believe in and how they treat children and what their policies are. The National Standard Curriculum will vary in each country but it is basically a curriculum that consists of knowledge and skills that are acquired in an educational program as well as written plans and experiences that children have learnt and what learning has taken place. The staff normally have formal qualification that range from a certificate to a degree 
in early childhood. There are strict guidelines in Australia with staff ratios. For example, each age group must have a certain number of qualified staff per child. They have to display menu planning and they have to display that it's a well-balanced menu plan and it must be displayed so that parents can see what the children are eating for lunch, morning tea, afternoon tea and breakfast in some cases. COVID protocol and cleanliness is an important one. That's the policy that needs to be displayed. They will also need to display certain things and have accurate records. These records include accurate records for accident injuries, illness, medicine and health procedures. Ask for a copy of an accident report that you have signed. Ensure that you clearly state on any medication form how many times it has to be given, the name of the medication and also make sure that it is required that make sure that it is signed by you and it has to be administered by a, and signed by a qualified member of staff in the centre. A complaints. Ensure you know what they are and who you need to speak with and make sure that they have a policy around this and you have read it. Behavioural management, well that's one that you need to check with them and work out what their behaviour management plans are. And the most important one is safeguarding and childcare protection and privacy. And not last but not least is an emergency evacuation plan and a clearly displayed action plan for anaphylaxis and the use of an EpiPens and are they current and have they are they displayed in each room so each staff member knows that your child if they have that that they know what to do here is a quick checklist on what to look for in a daycare center the qualifications of the director in most cases it is best if they are an early childhood trained or a child care diploma are the staff qualified in each room comprehensive sign in safety and medic medication policy positive teacher child interactions, age-appropriate activities, daily routines and sleep arrangements. That's really important because with babies you need to make sure that the room is airy and that the cots aren't all crammed in together and they and it's dark and it's comfortable so that the children can sleep easily. Is the equipment well maintained or falling apart? Are parents encouraged to be a part of the centre? Before I go on to the next one, I've just realised that with the um, sleep and the quiet areas, you also need to make sure that they have a, um, a list outside of when the child went to sleep and a record of each every, every 10 minutes it's signed of when, the, of when they check the children. That's for SIDS in Australia. That's a really important one. This may sound a little daunting, but believe me, doing your homework in these areas will pay off. At the end of the day, go with your instinct. Ask if your child can have some settling in time and pop in unannounced occasionally and at different times of the day so you can see how they do things. I have often found that word of mouth and reputation are a powerful way of gauging whether it is a good centre or not. If you decide to apply a nanny or a mother's help or an au pair, it is important to make sure that they have a knowledge of childcare or are willing to learn through a recognised provider for childcare. Nannies are professionals who look after children on a regular basis in a children's home. If you want quality care, it is a good idea to formalise a nanny employment contract and a job description. You can usually find templates 
of contracts and job um, descriptions on the internet. This way you will both be on the same page and any grievances can be sorted out formally and respectively. They must meet certain legal requirements. If you employ a nanny, for example, pay rates and superannuation and leave and taxation and background check that are a must here in Australia. We have a working with children's check and this is a check for criminal records and history etc. Insurance. This includes car insurance. Is your nanny insured to drive your car? If you want them to drive your children and public liability for accidents which you may have with your home insurance, house insurance but please do check that out. If you use a nanny agency, they do most of this work for you. They may also pay the nanny, so you do not need to worry about that, but they will charge you a fee for their service. Although a nanny may have the knowledge of how to write programs and communicate with you about your child's needs, they may also have an understanding of the national curriculum and of child development, which is why they like to be paid well for their job. So let's break this down even further. What to look out for when employing a nanny? And here are some key points to consider before employing a nanny. Have an idea of what you want from care and what works for you. Decide on what you need. Is it live in or live out? Calculate your budget and what you're willing to pay them and how many hours you want. Get references before you employ them. The best ones are done on the phone. Make sure you get at least three. That way you can get an all-round picture of the person you are employing and word of mouth is the best way to start. What qualities are you looking for? Do they have experience with a variety of different ages? Do they have a driving license? The next step is to work out how much you can afford to pay. If you want good quality, it is best to pay slightly above the award rate. If you can afford it, that way you are more likely to get someone who values their work. If it is a childcare centre, make sure they are licensed and have policies in place and the staff are qualified. When you visit the centre, you will see whether the, if the centre fits your child or not. Visit them on the cuff. Go in without an interview planned. That way you can see if, it is, if it's going to work for you straight away. When it comes to interviewing, the best advice I can give you is to do a bit of vetting on the phone first. Go through what you expect from the nanny or the centre to see if you are both on the same page. Give them a quick rundown of your family and the age of the children and if they have special needs or medical needs. And finally, let them know when you want them to start and when you want to go to the childcare centre because if they're on a waiting, if you might be put on a waiting list. Let them know how many hours you want and what you plan to pay. If your child has medical issues or special needs, tell them over the phone and ask them if they have experience giving medication and if they are willing to give it. The aim here is to gauge how they react when you tell them a bit about your family so you feel confident about the applicant. This gives you the opportunity to see if you would like to proceed to a, an in-person video. I mean, sorry, an in-person interview. If you've had a good feeling about the person or the centre on the phone, this is your opportunity to ask more in-depth questions. You may want to schedule the interview for the nanny in a park or a cafe initially, although I would recommend in your own home as that is where the nanny will be working. The aim of the interview is to get a better understanding of how they communicate and get to know a bit about their personality and their body language 
I would recommend having your child there with you. This way you can see how they react and interact with them. Asking the right questions can be daunting. It is always beneficial to have a few questions in mind before you interview any candidates. Here are a few examples of questions that I have often been asked. It is important to work out what you want from the nanny and choose your questions accordingly. It will make your job a lot easier. Ask them questions about the position and what they're looking for and what you're looking for. Ask them questions about their training and qualifications. And ask them questions about their experience, about their lifestyle and their personality. And ask them questions about how they approach childcare and if they are on the same wavelengths as you. Here are a few examples of those. Why did you get involved in childcare? Do you have any first aid or CPR or are you willing to get it? And what are your qualifications? Why did you leave your last job? Have you ever had to handle an emergency or been a witness to any life-threatening situations? Do you have any hobbies? How would you structure the days with my child? And what is your approach to discipline? When the interview is completed, give them a chance to ask you some questions. This is a, this way you can see if they are serious about the position and not just about the money. You are looking to see if they are interested in, in, your, in your children and your family. If they say no, they, that may be a red flag. They may not be the right for you. Or they may have covered it in responses to your questions. And let them know when they will hear back from you. Find out whether they are successful or not. And finally, before I finish, here are some tips to think about after you have interviewed a nanny or you have been to a childcare setting. How did the staff or the nanny interact with your child? And how did your child interact with them? The main thing to think about here is, did the candidate or the staff in a centre seem to have a positive approach and were they patient and caring? Were they happy to hold and talk to your child? Sometimes children cry around strangers and the important thing is to observe how they react to this. Did you have a good vibe about the candidate or the centre? Go with your instincts here, but the main thing to think about is did you feel that your nanny or the centre had good communication skills and was able to share details of your child's day? Were they reliable? This is more in the nanny case. If a nanny is late for an interview, it may be a sign that they have trouble um, scheduling timing and getting, getting to work on time, but do give them some slack on this. If they call you to say they are running late, for example, whether you are employing a nanny or putting your child into a childcare centre, I have met, as I have mentioned previously, it is always a good idea to give them a test run. This would be paid for the nanny. Ask the top candidate if they are willing to come in for four hours for two to three days to see how they go. This is well worth it. The same goes for a childcare centre. Most childcare centres I have worked in allow the parent a few days of the settling in period before they sign any formal contract. That way it gives everyone a chance to see if it works. Good luck with your endeavours and I hope this helps and you have enjoyed this podcast. Thank you so much for listening.